Turn to Psalm chapter 23. Psalm chapter 23. As you're turning there, let me encourage you to keep your Bible open as we'll be looking at only one verse, but we'll be making some references back to some of the other verses that are in that passage as well, okay? Uh, This morning, it's good to see each of you in the Lord's house. I'm glad your choice was to be with us in our time of worship. Some of you uh, are what I'd call visiting. You come two times, you're not a visitor. You're one of us, okay? And it is really good to see you with us today. I want to preach to you again uh, from verse 3 of Psalm chapter 23. And uh, in a moment, we'll read that verse. But what we discover there is that He leadeth me for His name's sake. And that's the title of where I'm going today. Uh, Yes, God does this for our good, but also He does this for His glory. If you can look back in your life and you reflect on the fact that God uh, has been good to you and that He has... uh, Uh, led you through many paths, uh, let me say straight paths, the reality then is this, that He did it for your good, but also for His glory. So, as we look together, reading verses 1, 2, and 3, the Scripture said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Now you remember last week, last Sunday as you were with us, we looked at the first phrase uh, in this passage where it says there, uh, there that He restoreth my soul. Aren't you glad as I am that as we journey through life, whether they are mountaintop experiences or those experiences through the dark valley. Even the psalmist would later describe that as the valley of the shadow of death. Aren't we glad that the Lord is leading us through these paths? Friend, I don't know about you, but I would be a very, I would be a very uh, distraught person if I didn't know that God was with me every step of the way. And as we look at that today, we could be reminded of lots of things. My attention was carried back to the first phrase where it says there, The Lord is my shepherd. Now as I was looking at that phrase, we know that that is describing a relationship. Not just a simple relationship that I have with the Lord or that David had with the Lord. It is a relationship that then describes every other relationship or let me say influences every other relationship around us. Some people that you meet or that you know could say the Lord is a shepherd. Some people might even say this. They would say the Lord is the shepherd. However, friend, if we're going to call it like David calls it, and we can say the Lord is my shepherd, we have great confidence in the fact that the shepherd cares for the sheep greatly. 
I'm reminded of John chapter 10, particularly, that describes that uh, relationship similarly. And uh, it gives us great confidence to know that our Lord cares. Let me remind you that when we say the Lord is my shepherd, what we're reminding one another about is first that He called us. Yes, when we were in the pits of sin, when we were in the depths of self, when we had no clue, might I call it, the Lord called us. I'm so glad as a teenager, uh, somewhere in the year of the 60s, that the Lord reached down in my life and He challenged me in the area that I was. Uh, he called out to me, and his call to me was similar to yours uh, when he might have said like he did in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come uh, unto me. So the Lord has called us. Secondly, let me remind you, the Lord has claimed us. The Lord claimed us as his own. He claimed us from where we were. He claimed us from what uh, or for what he has designed for us to do. I'm glad today to tell you the Lord is my shepherd. I'm glad to know you. And because of that and what you uh, demonstrate in your life, I know also that you uh, could say the Lord is my shepherd as well. So the Lord called us, the Lord claimed us. And might I remind you, the Lord cleared us. Do you realize that all of us uh, have a past? Do you realize at the time He called us, all of us had a present? And the reason uh, I know that is because the Scripture says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And because of His calling me, because of His claiming me, He cleared me as well uh, from all of that sinful past. Did you know there was a wage for what I had done? And the Scripture tells me the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ my Lord. When God, through the blood of Jesus, cleared my sin, He cast it as far as the east is from the west, never to remember it anymore. You know what? I'm so glad that even when the devil brings it back up, I can say, get thee behind me, Satan, because my Lord has already cleared me of the account that you are describing. Not only does He call and claim and clear us, He cares for us. Yes, the shepherd cares for the sheep. John 10 said the shepherd could call his own sheep by name. Peter would say, cast all your care upon Him because He careth for us. Aren't you glad today? that you know without a shadow of a doubt that someone you know cares about where you are. He knows when you're in the valley. He knows when you're on the mountaintop. He knows when you're asleep. He knows when you're awake. Why? Because He cares for you. And last, He catapults us. He projects us. He propels us. If there's anything good in me, if there's anywhere I go, it's simply because the Lord Himself has challenged me to be there, or might I say to go there, uh, God is to get all the glory. 
Now I'm reminded, uh, after all of that takes place in our lives, or even while it is taking place in our lives, uh, I was reminded of some of the games we used to play. First of all, I remember from my youngest days of playing follow the leader. Do you remember? Uh, I was seldom the leader, praise the Lord, but I remember that childhood game. I remember uh, playing Simon Says. Uh, I remember the playing the game of Mother May I. And you know, you always, there was two things very critical there. First of all, that you had to be listening, and secondly, that you had to be obeying that particular command. Now, let me say, what God is doing for me, according to Psalm 23 and 3, He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His namesake, is absolutely not a game. It is not something that we are to take lightly. It is not something that we then would uh, go about our activity in such a way as to think it to be funny or hilarious. It is rather a serious matter when we see how the Lord leads us because the Scripture tells us He does. Every phrase in Psalm 23 has its impact. You remember? He said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's the realization of that. He maketh me lie down. That is the rest. The resources to lie down in green pastures. The restoration we looked at, restoreth my soul. But now the route is, He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. I'm reminding you, as I did the group this morning at 9 o'clock, that righteousness is spoken of all over the Scripture. Matter of fact, uh, if you could go back as far as in the book of Genesis, there were two offerings brought to God one day. One was of the ground and another there was of the skin. And the Scripture tells us that God was uh, pleased with one of the offerings and He was not pleased uh, with the other offering. Do you realize that nothing I can do is worthy of getting me and keeping me in a relationship or fellowship with Jesus. However, might I remind you that what our Lord Jesus did is who brings us to the place we are. So as I think on that, remember today, as we look at this text, that it is our great Lord Jesus who is to get all the glory. First of all with this, let's look at a position and a direction. He leadeth me. I looked up an old hymn that I remember from my childhood days. Many of you might have sang from the old red hymnal, I call it, okay? It was called church hymnal. It was a red back hymnal. If you know music, it was written in shape notes. So that's making us grow old again. That's carrying us back to our old southern gospel roots. Uh, so with that, but I, I looked up this hymn because I was uh, had it on my mind uh, as I was studying. And the old hymn was titled, He Leadeth Me. He Leadeth Me. And I, I should have brought a copy in the pulpit, but I've been afraid uh, some of you might wanted me to sing, and you sure didn't need that today. But He Leadeth Me, O oh, Blessed Thought. Oh, listen, friend. One of the greatest things I have today is the fact that God has been leading me on this journey of life. Oh, looking now at a position and a direction, He leadeth me. John Maxwell talks about many people uh, 
follow someone who might be leading from the middle of the pack. Most of us, we have been followers of others. They have been either a school teacher, it might have been a coach, it could have been even a friend. We have been followers through a large part of our lives. And the reason being is because we felt security in taking the steps that someone else takes. I have my best friend in high school that lives one street over from uh, here where I'm preaching today, and often we get together, and we're reminded of how God used each of us in one another's lives there to lead one another uh, in the way that the Lord would have us go. So that position, that direction that He is leading in, He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. As I was searching Scripture this week, I was reminded of 2 Corinthians 5.21. He hath made Him, now if you don't know who the Him is, it's Jesus. He hath made Him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Paul would write in the letter to Titus in chapter 3, he would say, They're not by the works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us by the washing of regeneration, renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. That being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. I am so grateful to tell you today that you have a leader, if you know Jesus, you have a leader who will lead you on a straight path. Can I tell you about that straight path? He will not swerve from the right to the left. Can I tell you about that path there? That path is one that the gospel writers would say uh, is not a broad path because that way leads to destruction. It is a narrow path, the scripture reminds us, uh, that leads there unto Him. Yes, let's be remembering all along, friend, that we could never do enough. We could never walk straight enough within our own abilities as to please our precious Lord. But the Bible tells us there that He is leading me. I want to tell you today, if you're not letting Him lead you, if you're not discerning the path that He's providing for you, if you are walking to your own tune, if you're singing your own song, so to speak, why not surrender today and say, Hey, I've tried to figure this out all my life. I need now to trust Jesus who will lead me. My mama had a stepbrother, and she told me before she died, she would tell me quite frequently that her stepbrother used to tell them that he told the Lord, Lord, if you'll give me the first 50 years of my life for me, I'll give you the rest of my life. Friend, can I tell you that according to what his life demonstrated, he did not keep his deal? Yes, I don't know that God desired to give him 50 years of his life for himself anyway, but if perhaps it was so the rest of his life, he didn't give it to Jesus. You know what, there are people making bargains with the Lord every day. But I want to tell you something, it's a serious matter. When he says, he leadeth me. David, the great psalmist, the shepherd boy himself, David, later the king of Israel, 
would leave us with this confidence, He leadeth me. That's a position and a direction. Secondly, there's a priority and a plan. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. Yes, I've sort of let the path and the righteousness bleed together there as I was uh, carried away trying to describe that to you. But let's focus on righteousness just a little bit. It says in Matthew 6, 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And those of you who know the verse says this, And then all of these things shall be added unto you. Sometimes we get consumed with the thought of the things. And because of that, we neglect the fact that the Lord is desiring to lead us in the paths of righteousness. I'm reminded of the little phrase that is throughout Scripture. What says, be ye holy. Do you realize that God hasn't changed His mind over holiness? Holiness is not a negative word. Holiness is not to describe a denomination of believers. Uh, Holiness is a description of who you and I are to be. Now it also tells us why we are to be holy. Look at what Peter said. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Yes, we pastors need to live above reproach. Uh, Yes, we need to walk a straight line. But I want to tell you, if you're keeping your eyes on somebody else and you're looking at their holiness, you may get disappointed. But the Lord said, you and I need to be working on our personal lives, living it in a holy way that we would be those witnesses in a lost and sinful world. As Jason was praying in his prayer here at the pulpit earlier, talking about uh, the needs of our community, praying over the needs uh, of God's people. Do you realize uh, that we are instruments in the hand of God who can make a difference where He has planted us uh, if we will simply follow God's uh, plan? And that plan there as is as He leads us in the paths of righteousness. Now, I can confidently tell you today because of the holiness of God. If you think for a moment God would lead you in a sinful path, I have something to discuss with you. God does not lead us to live contrary to His Word. He does not lead us to have actions that violate His Word. So, if you are living a life outside of the holiness of God, know this, that Satan has blinded you, according to 2 Corinthians 4, 4, that you would not believe. Well, I love this priority and plan. How do we know this? The witness of His Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit, that third person in the Godhead, Yes, some of you refer to or would rather refer to him as the Holy Ghost. I'm all right with that. Why? He's referred to that in the scripture as well. But the Holy Spirit of God is an instrument in a believer's life to give him and carry him in the direction that our Lord would be desirous of us following. 
many of us are dependent upon a GPS to get us somewhere. Without your cell phone, somebody might not could get across town to the place you went yesterday. But I'll tell you something about the holiness of God. He, through His Spirit, will direct every step and stop along our way. We have the witness of His Word. Most everybody here has a Bible. I'm not saying you got it with you. I'm not saying you've memorized it. But you have reflected in it. And God's Word will give us the witness that we are following His steps. Also, we have there the witness of righteous people that have, fought, that have led us in the righteousness or the paths of righteousness. So yes, that's the plan that we see. Secondly, there's the purpose that we see and determination. Why does He do all of this? What does He have invested in all of this? Notice, it says, He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. You remember I had a little catchy phrase there in the beginning? I said that God does this for our good. Friend, do you want me to, uh, do you want me to really tell you? When you invest in the Lord, uh, you have great riches uh, that exceed money. Can I remind you that when we follow the Lord's direction here, that yes, it is for our good. If you're following in that straight and narrow path, yes, you will avoid some of the pitfalls in life. I'm not telling you if you'll follow the narrow path that you won't have cancer. I'm not telling you if you follow the, uh, the, the narrow path that you won't have sickness. I'm not telling you if you follow the natural uh, the. The, the path of righteousness that you will never be mocked or ridiculed, but I'm telling you, if you follow that path, it will be good because the Lord, it will be for your good because the Lord will carry you through that. I'm looking out, and you know something I'm noticing? I'm noticing that some of y'all are growing old as I've been your pastor. Now, I don't let that disappoint you. I had to look in the mirror this morning myself, and I began to see an older man there. Yes, when I came to Waycross, I was 42 years old. I could do anything I do now at 42. Can't you imagine I could? You thought I was going to say it wrong. I tell you what, though, there's something happened over those 23 years, and that's called age. And yes, it does affect you. Anybody who says it doesn't, I don't know what kind of bottle you're drinking from, but it probably is not good for you. I'll tell you something. We're changing every day. But our God is not changing. He is immutable. When He led Abraham, He's the same God who leads us. And friend, I'll tell you, as the old song used to say, Give me that old-time religion. It was good for our mamas. It was good for our daddies. I can prove to you from three and four generations back in my family that they have proven that it was good. And I don't change my mind about that yet. That purpose and determination, I remind you, is for His name's sake. Psalm 106 and verse 8 says, Nevertheless, He saved them for His name's sake. 1 John 2, 2 said, I write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven you for His name's sake. I could give you other references there. God guides us, as I said, there in Psalm 23. God forgives us of our sin for His sake. Psalm 25, 11, 
For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity. He says in Psalm 31, 3, Thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, guide me. He says in Psalm 79, 9, Help us, O God, for our salvation, for the glory of thy name, and deliver us and purge away our sins for thy name's sake. Did you hear me keep reading the scripture? And it says that God was doing these things for his name's sake. For his name's sake. Friend, I'll tell you something. God's got a big investment in what we're reading today. And the investment is His name. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you hate to give God a bad name? You know what? Sometimes as believers, when we're walking not according to the righteous path that He has designed, we're giving not just the church a bad name, but we give the Lord a bad name in the eyes of some people. Now, I hope you catch that. God's name will not be bad in any way unless we, in some way in our lives, give it a bad connotation. I want to give you two things, and we'll close this morning. First of all, uh, due to what we have shared, and because of what we have shared, He leadeth us, He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Because of that, watch your steps. How many of you, because you do have a little age on, you'll begin to watch your steps more than you used to? I do. Now, the reason I do is because some of you remember some years ago as we were waxing the church, uh, the gym floor, I slipped and got 17 stitches right there. You say, well, that's what happened to your face. No, my face has looked like this for 65 years. I'm just telling you, I learn or I'm learning. Watch my steps. Now, some of us men, we need to learn it. Those same ladders we climbed when we were younger, we need to be careful of. Why? The Lord tells us there. Remind yourself what the, what the wise men said in Proverbs 16, 9. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. You know what? God is still directing our steps. How many of you know that? Can you rightly acknowledge today God is directing your steps? I hope you can. Yes, you're making investments every day. I'm not talking about material investments. I'm talking about investments in your family you're still making, investments in your grandkids you're making. You're making, uh, again, you're charting course that you've never walked before. Watch your steps. Why? Somebody's watching them as well. The scripture said the Lord directeth our steps. Secondly, watch your stops. It's good definitely to watch our steps, but I promise you it's good to watch our stops. These verses came to me 25 years ago or more. Definitely, it was probably 30 years ago or more. These verses in Proverbs 4, 14, it says, Enter not in the path of the wicked, Go not in the way of evil men, avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, and pass away. For they sleep not, except they have done mischief. And their sleep is taken away, unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness, and drink the what wine of violence. Do you realize that your steps are important? Where you take your steps... Yes, the Lord is desirous 
to lead you in the steps or the path of righteousness for His name's sake. But you also have a choice in that. Are you going to walk as Jesus walked? Walk where Jesus walked? That's where He would have us be. Sometimes our choices had led us, have led us in different directions. It might have led us to the right a little or to the left a little. And as a result of that, sometimes it causes an entrapment to take place. It causes us to get in a little bit of trouble. Look what it says about our friends or the people we follow sometimes. He said, stay away from that path, the path of the wicked. Don't go in that way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it. He said, because they don't even sleep well unless they cause someone to fall. Did you know you might have a friend somewhere that would love more than anything else to cause you to deny the name of Jesus? Or to cause you to disclaim your salvation experience? Or even would tell you it doesn't matter. Nobody will never know. The Lord said He leads us in the paths of righteousness for His namesake couple of songs that came to my mind. Each step I take, yes, from a boy, learn those. Other things, you know, that the Lord reminds us of there is how I said in the beginning, He leadeth me. And I'm so glad to tell you that God is still leading. I have to trust Him more every day, in all honesty. You know, my, my Bible study has to lead me. My uh, all, all, of, all of my life there now is I'm just totally dependent upon Him. And that goes for my wife as well. You say, well, I've never saw her. Well, she was in the morning service, and uh, she's getting that uh, meatloaf ready now, so all, y'all all come. But anyway, I'd be in trouble with that right now anyway. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. God will not lead you into evil. He will always lead you to a path clearly of and through righteousness. Now, as you bow your head with me, can I ask you today, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I surely don't want to embarrass you. I'm just asking you, where are you? Are you on the straight and narrow path? Are you obedient to the Lord? Isn't it a pleasing place to be? And that's right where the Lord wants us to be. Maybe you're here today and you've never trusted Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. Can I tell you, it'd be a good time. Today would be a good day. Preacher, I don't know how to do that. First of all, admit you're a sinner. All have sinned. Secondly, remember there's a wage for sin. The wages of sin is death. Third, he said confess. And he also reminds us that if we're a Shame to confess him, he'll be ashamed to confess us. Confess your sin to him privately, I like to remind people. Confess your faith in him publicly. And that's what you would do if you step out the aisle this morning and you've never been saved, giving me your hand. You'd, be, you'd just be obeying Christ faithfully. Some of you might need to rededicate your life. Some of you might just want to come to the altar and pray. Friend, I don't know what you need to do, but follow the path of Jesus. Lord, thank you. Your word is pure. Your word is true. God, now help us. Help me that I'd always be faithful in following you each step. In Jesus' name.
Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand. Brother Michael, lead us in a song of commitment. And as you stand, can I just ask you to be faithful to what God is leading you in your life? Because honestly, He leads you for the best things as Brother Mike leads us.